Welcome back to your weekly commodity update. Before we jump in to talk about the markets, I just thought I'd say a big thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, over the last couple of months that we've been running this, we've gone from strength to strength in terms of the number of people listening to it. Uh, we've got very good reviews on iTunes and on all the other uh, providers of, of podcasts. So I just want to say, if, you, if you're enjoying this, please share this around with your friends, family and colleagues and leave us a rating on your podcast provider. This week we'll be covering off on cattle, sheep and grains. We won't be covering off on wool because they're taking a couple of weeks off on holiday. So it's it's interesting to see that an industry takes a, a holiday for a couple of weeks at this time of the year. Uh, good on them. Hopefully they can get away and get some away from the winter weather. So I'll just jump into it straight away. I'll start off with the grains industry and specifically wheat. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the sort of what's driving things internationally. We've seen prices really come back in the last uh, last sort of six or seven days, and this has largely been off the back of the U.S. Uh, futures uh, declining. So, in Aussie dollar terms, the December Chicago futures price is back about eighteen dollars since this time last week, which is a pretty considerable not pretty considerable fall. The reasons behind this is the market's just really sort of looking for data. It's There's nothing really come out uh, trying to digest what's happening. Uh, but we are seeing that in the U.S. with them starting to harvest. We've seen a lot of pressure, and we tend to see that in, likewise in Australia. When harvest starts, farmers start selling, and you've got this sort of uh, huge volume of, of grain getting sold into the market, and then the buyers pull their bids down. Also, weather's starting to look a little bit more appealing in the U.S. Uh, for for growing the corn crop and and what is remaining of the wheat crop, and also uh, looking at the export numbers from the U.S., they're looking just a little bit uncompetitive, which is meaning that they have to bring their prices down in order to compete into export markets. Interestingly enough, like I've been talking about this for a long time about the seasonality, we keep having these really big rises in prices during either May, June, July. And in probably the last four or five years, we've had this similar sort of rally. And they've always lost most of their steam and then collapsed. So my question is, will we see, you know, is, is, is this the, the start of the fall that we've seen in recent years? Or will we sort of stabilize at this level or even start to increase uh, as, we, uh, as we get more visibility on those weather-affected crops from, from back in June? Um, one of the things I looked at on the Mercado website this week was about the Aussie dollar. Um, you know, we are an export nation, so what happens uh, to our dollar makes a big difference. If we have a, a low Aussie dollar, we are more attractive as uh, as an export export uh, origination point. And so, just looking at what prices would be like at different Aussie dollar rates, and largely the reason I wanted to look at Aussie dollar in a bit more detail was in recent times. I've been looking at iron ore, and, and in recent times, there seems to be a separation between Aussie dollar and iron ore. In the past, there's been a really strong correlation, so that when iron ore rises, we just tended to see this really strong rise in, in the Aussie dollar. And the sort of iron ore is back up to the strongest point in years, yet the Aussie dollar hasn't really strengthened quite as much as you, know, you would expect, which maybe points towards the wider economy being a bit sort of... Uh, a bit sort of poorer. So it's one to keep an eye on. The last thing I wanted to touch upon was a bit of rumours in the market. 
there are rumors in the trades. Uh, I've been speaking to a couple of brokers and a couple of guys who work for various trading companies that there is a certain, what shall we say, small-time grain trader in New South Wales, which has been very low on payments. Like We don't know if this is an issue or not. It's still just rumors and conjecture at the moment. But if you are a, a, a grower who is owed money, um, and you're well overdue on payment, I would definitely chase it up, make that phone call. Uh, don't accept any excuses or promises that it's going to be, in quotas, made all right. Just demand your money if it's overdue. If you want to talk to somebody about it, you know, give me a bell. Um, you can find my phone number quite easily. You can find me on Twitter or whatnot. And, uh, and I can you know, have a chat with you about the situation. But it's a bit of a concern that uh, if that is the case, that uh, this entity is, uh, is not paying people and it's, and it's well overdue on payments, then uh, definitely you want to get on top of that because we know what's happened in the past is that uh, getting money if a company goes insolvent is nigh on impossible to get anywhere near what you're owed, uh, getting even even 20 cents in the dollars is uh, is unusual. So all rumors at the moment, but it's a rumor I've heard from quite a few people and that, that concerns me a little bit. Uh, I'm going to pass you off to Matt and he's going to cover off on sheep and cattle. Thanks for that, Andrew. And this week in cattle markets, we took a look at a trading budget um, for store cattle. So taking store cattle and uh, the growing them out to um, feeder steers or to heavy steers. Um, jump on the Mercado website to have a closer look at this particular trading budget because the numbers are all there. But um, for the purposes of this podcast, I just let you know, we were looking at um, taking on 250 kilo weaner steers, uh, buying for around the 315 cents a kilo live weight or around the $787 a head price and um, carrying them out, backgrounding them, uh, and then looking to either um, send them to a feedlot as a 400 kilo live weight feeder steer or um, taking them through to 550 kilo heavy steer um, finished cattle prices. Um, so the margins were pretty good uh, generally across um, looking at a worst case, average case and best case scenario if you were undertaking this trade as of um, as of now. Um, for the feeder steer, uh, we looked at a range of uh, potential prices uh, come the 400 kilo weight gain level. Uh, worst case scenario, if you're able to offload these feeders at 400 kilo for $2.80, you're looking at a gross margin of around $330 a head. Uh, assuming you could get 3.25 cents a kilo life weight, you're looking at just over $500 a head. And if you, if the market, you know, kind of takes off and you get some good prices, uh, come time to deliver these feeder steers, uh, you're looking at a price of three three sixty cents a kilo live weight, and that'd take you to about a six hundred and fifty dollar a head margin, gross margin on those. Uh, the margins for heavy steers were even more impressive. Uh, obviously, that extra weight gain. Um, so taking it through to five fifty kilo and a price of two dollars fifty live weight. Uh, you're looking around a $590 a head margin, uh, a price of $2.80 cents a kilo live weight, around a $750 a head gross margin. And if you manage to get into the $3 level, like a $3.20 uh, cents a kilo live weight price for your feeder steers, um, come the end of the uh, growing period, uh, you're looking at around a $970 a head margin. So um, you know, assuming um, those prices are... Um, 
able to be achieved. Uh, it looks pretty promising across the board for um, for that for that trading budget. And so turning to uh, sheep markets this week, we had a subscriber that was um, sent an email through just wanting us to have a look at the record prices we've seen here in the sale yard for um, for sheep and, and, and mutton indeed as well and how that record price, if you were converting it into foreign currency terms, how are those record price levels playing out? Are foreign buyers paying the same uh, record prices in their own currencies given that we've seen the Australian dollar depreciate over the last number of years? Indeed, if you go back to 2011 when the Aussie dollar was uh, up near $1.10 against the US, so above parity, the, um, the Aussie has depreciated around 36% to now, so it's just sitting around $0.70 cents now. And we took a look at the ESTLI first. Obviously, we saw the ESTLI rally to 9.50 cents uh, this week, so record highs. And, and this is the rally that I've been talking about the last few weeks that I thought we might see in this winter period. It's gone a little bit more than what I thought it would. Uh, I was thinking it was going to top out at 9.35, but um, 9.50 isn't that far away. What's well, 15 cents amongst friends? Um, so if you look at that, though, 9.50 cents, clearly record highs for the ESTLI. But if you convert it into US dollar terms, uh, we've only, well, we haven't quite uh, reached the peak in US dollar terms yet that we saw in 2011. Uh, back in 2011, uh, the ESTLI got to 6.73 cents, and we're currently around 60, or on 9.50 cents, we're around 6.66 cents. Um, so we're nearly there, uh, but haven't made a new peak yet in US dollar terms. Uh, similar for national mutton, if you're looking at um, that in US dollar terms. It's around 15% below the 2011 peak at current levels. Uh, uh, when I say current levels, that was based off a, a price of around 600 cents. It has recently, in the last few days, just gone to 620 or so, but uh, still, it's still below um, the uh, the peak we saw back in 2011 for national mutton. <coughs> Interestingly, uh, the other market we looked at was the Chinese market because uh, the US and China are our two biggest. Uh, export markets for mutton and lamb flows combined. Uh, so looking at China, we converted prices into Chinese yuan, uh, the local currency there. And for ESTLI, the, the price has only just got through uh, the historic peak this week with the rally to 9.50 cents in, in Australian dollar terms. Uh, it's meant that uh, in Chinese currency, we're now seeing a new high for, for trade lamb prices, uh, but only by about 3% above the peak we saw in 2011. Uh, for mutton, it's uh, still slightly lower. Uh, we're looking at around 11% uh, below the current mutton prices in Chinese currency terms of that 11% below where they were back in 2011. So still some, still some, uh, I guess, value there for Chinese buyers that the um, the Australian dollar has been insulating those Chinese buyers uh, because it's been depreciating over the last few uh, years, which is look good news for Australian producers that it keeps our product competitive in foreign markets and helping to contribute to the rallies we've been seeing over the last um, few seasons within Australia for lamb and sheep markets. I'm nearly wrapping up, but one more thing I'd like to mention for those of listeners that have got an interest in the live export trade, in particular the live sheep trade, uh, Mercado have been engaged by LiveCore to undertake an analysis of the live uh, sheep export industry across the country. Uh, we've got a survey online that anyone within the supply chain, so not just producers and exporters, but uh, transport operators, feed operators, uh, livestock agents, anyone that's got some level of uh, their business that uh, has some access and involvement around the live export trade, 
would welcome you to get on on board to the Mercado blog and um, there's a short survey on the Mercado blog where you can jump on and just let us know how important this industry is uh, to you. It's all anonymous, of course, but uh, that data you provide will be of great assistance uh, in providing uh, a really robust report back to the industry and uh, hopefully to, um, to demonstrate how important this industry is for the country. And that's it for me. So I hope you have a good weekend and uh, back to you, Andrew. As always, thank you for that fascinating insight, Matthew. Uh, speaking of sheep, though... Uh, if you are heading to the uh, the Bendigo Sheep Show, uh, there will be staff members uh, from the Mercado team up there. I'll be taking my family up to have a look at the sheep, and I think Robert is going to have a look around. And uh, So if you see somebody with one of the limited edition grey Mercado hats, you know, stop and say hello. Um, on another note, again, as always, uh, thanks for your support. Uh, this, is, this is your market update. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. You get a good opportunity to get a concise look at what is happening within the industry without having to listen to a whole bunch of uh, jargon. So as always, uh, please share this with your friends and family.